Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on another amazing day. Uh, as we roll through the week, moving right past Terrific Tuesday, and now bumping it up to an, an awesome week. Uh, Benny and I were chit-chatting along with David here, and so we want to just give you like, so uh, I don't watch like 20, let's say 24-7 news. Now, because of the field I'm in, most of you on KKNW and AM affiliates here you don't get to hear my other shows unless you go to Transformation Talk Radio. But what's happened to me over time is I've had to be plugged into more things that I wouldn't ordinarily be plugged into. What was interesting today is I was fascinated by how much news channels are talking about sports. Now, look, Benny and I, I don't know so much about David. I'm waiting for David to weigh in. But we go way back with our little sports stories, right? So I'm in pain and suffering over not being able to play table tennis with my table tennis friends, right? And so you think about that. You think, oh, that's just you. But then you turn on the news and you say, okay, we're going to cancel a football game. Now, I know my papa up there, he is just rolling over like a few million times, like Nobody cries during football and doesn't cancel football. But we're in a whole new world. In a whole new world, you need a whole new paradigm. And the paradigm could either be one of your own making or your own ego, or it could be a paradigm where you tap into something powerful. Many, many years ago, I heard about something that I totally mispronounced, but I read about it because I was part of a group of people. And I read about the founder of this particular group of people back in 1930-something. Uh, uh, can't remember exactly what you said, 30, 34. And I thought about when did I first get turned on to this? So when did I first get turned on to the I Ching? Uh, for a lot of years, Benny, and you know this, you've been with me 16 years, pretty much can mispronounce anything. I Ching, some people say, no, they don't say I Ching. But what is it I heard about this? Um, and so the more of my life that I was part of this group of people and still am today, it turned me on to new learning. It turned me on, and I refer back to a letter between uh, Bill W. and Carl Jung, which caught my attention. And this 
albeit the letter referenced 30 years earlier, it was written in 61. And so here I am and I'm looking at things and I'm looking at what are these people doing? What is this dude, William James? What is this intrigue by the I Ching? What is, what is, what is? Well, today joining me is somebody that has become more than intrigued. Paul O'Brien is my very special guest today. You're going to hear a fantastic story because that's what we do here. We talk story. Yes, we provide solutions. Yes, we pull cards. Yes, we do readings, but we talk story. The day and age we're living in is because we are being called to share those stories. And so I want to introduce you to Paul, who's going to take us on a journey about what these, let me just see, David, David, I think you got a bunch of images for our social media, right? But just want, just want to kind of hold this up for a minute because Paul O'Brien is joining me to talk about visionary I Ching cards. Now, that's important, but like the, the smaller print is like even more important for me. So the smaller print is the book of changes for making intuitive decision the book of changes for intuitive decision making this is a theme linda schedules everybody this is a theme we have been talking about intuitive decision makings now for about two months but wait a minute what if you could discover something to help you along the way and that's these cards and the book that Paul wrote. Paul, it's great to have you. It's great to be back with you, Pat. I love what you do. I love what you do. So look, my journey to the I Ching did start maybe somewhere back in the 60s, you know, with this conversation between Carl Jung and Bill W. And when you discover furthermore about the underpinnings of some of what we call 12-step programs, much that gets left out are these early days of study. And if you go to the early days of study and why things were so successful in 30, 40, you're going to find things like the I Ching. There are people listening that may have a sense of what you and I are talking about, but most people don't because I think what you're bringing is a contemporary interpretation and version for the times we live in is that true are you bringing this to us ancient wisdom but a fresh perspective i think that's an excellent way to put it that was my uh intention and i became an accidental I Ching author and then an I Ching entrepreneur and then an, a, a wider scope of entrepreneurism where i developed of the world's first divination software, which yep. was an I Ching program back in 1989. But the history of my involvement with it went back to 1969, like you said, the 60s. Bill W. was also interested in LSD. And yep. he did some experimentation with that and was going to recommend it. But then, you know, the drug laws entered in and put a, a, a kibosh on that. But, um, 
I was introduced to the I Ching as a student uh, at UC Berkeley. And um, what it, it just blew my mind and I became devoted to it because the first time that I cast it, this girl was showing it to me, this fellow student. And she said, just ask a question, write down a question and cast the coins. And that's usually the way people consult the I Ching rather than yep. car cards are like more of a tarot card type of approach. Um, and we've just come out with the visionary I Ching card deck, which we can talk about later. But yep. basically she said, cast these coins six times, write down your question. And you know, I was a smart aleck. I was a young smart aleck and I was just making fun of it in my own mind, you know, and I'm saying, oh my God, this is a fortune telling game. I'll humor her, she's cute, you know? And so I did it I didn't have any serious question. And it came back with hexagram number four, which is one of 64 uh, uh, archetypes. And in Tarot, you have 78 cards, 78 archetypes. So um, it came back with number four, which is entitled Youthful Folly. And it says something about the student lacking respect for the teacher. And I thought, oh my God, Whoa. it's ignoring my stupid question, but it's totally reflecting my energy. And it's kind of like, you know, wrapping me across the knuckles. And I said, I gotta, hey, I got to try this again. And so my intention the second time was different. I wasn't making fun of it. I was um, testing it. And it came back with a reading that, in, in summary, said, questioning the sincerity of the seeker. And I thought, oh, my God, now it's testing me. It's testing me. I was making fun of it. It made fun of me. I tested it. It, it, it tested me. I thought, wow, there's something going on here. This is some kind of mirror. And that's what turned me out of the I Ching. And I became a student of it. And I studied it um, on my own for the next uh, 20 years uh, before it occurred to me as a high tech executive using the I Ching at work because the company was so damn stressful. And I should say, you know, the reason to use a divination system, it's not about fortune telling. It can give you some sense of the future and some sense of which way the wind is blowing, but it's basically a mirror that reflects what's going on right now beyond the, beyond the limitations of your ego's ability to perceive things. It doesn't care about your ego. It's looking at uh, reality from a, a, a very broad point of view, and it's giving you a reflection on the quality of the moment, specifically as related to the person who cast the coins. And so I was using it at work just to try to get through the day because it was such a brutal environment. And one day I had a light bulb go off and I go, gosh, you know, this is a Macintosh company. That's a graphical computer. I wonder if I could create an I Ching program that would include graphics and sound and create a meditative experience for people and, and create greater access to this wonderful tool, 3000 year old tool. Right spiritual tool and that's how i became the accidental entrepreneur i was just strictly out of my love for the I Ching. in fact i cast the I Ching to ask it whether i should create a software version of it and i got the hexagram enthusiasm turning into breakthrough and i left my job i was making i was vp of, of marketing for a high-tech company I left my job. I did some consulting for a couple of years, but I left money in order to pursue something exciting and meaningful to me. And that's kind of my story behind the book, uh, Intuitive Intelligence. Yes. 
and I, um, I'm a man who left money for meaning to do I Ching software, which is about the dumbest business idea ever. I would have got laughed off of Shark Tank. They would have eaten me alive. And, um, but I, I was just doing it. It was a labor of love. I, I, I wanted to do something meaningful and good for the world and increase the access to this wonderful tool that had helped me through my, throughout my adult life. And that's how I became an entrepreneur. Little did I expect that it would ever amount to much uh, financially, but 15 years later, after starving for 12 years, um, I, added, I added a tarot card uh, software and I added uh, astrology software. I got the franchise with AOL and with Yahoo to provide all of their horoscopes and everything else like that. And I ended up being pursued for acquisition and I had no investors and no family money, which is why I starved for 12 years. And I became a very wealthy man in spite of the fact that it was never my goal. I had no, I had no uh, exit strategy. I had no, never imagined that I Ching software was going to be a path to a wealthy return. But I'm, you know, I'm not complaining, but- um, No, no. I mean, I don't think the I Ching really, uh, how should I say? I don't think we had an, uh, at least this is my experience, Paul. Uh, I have never gotten an invitation to complain about the absolute phenomenon of what shows up. Uh, sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's quickly, uh, but what I've discovered is it just is. And let me just ask you about the I Ching before we jump into the cards. Uh, okay. First of all, I talked to you when the book Intuitive Intelligence came out, and right. it is one of the most powerful books for the time we're living in. Uh, the concept, the idea, what you put forward is a book for all time. But right now, we are now in the world, you and I talked about this last time, we're now living in a world where you can't spend 10 minutes sometimes to make a decision that requires an almost instantaneous idea. And that book for me, um, and, and again, that's also available if they go to your website, divination.com, they'll see that much more. But this is interesting about the I Ching. And, you know, when I was, let's say, when I was 17 and I was like, I didn't have a home, I was thrown out, I didn't know where to go. And I, I tell short snippets of a story. And the short snippets are that when you roam around New York back in the 60s, almost on every corner, there are people chanting, right? If you can imagine this back then, people chanting, some of them have white outfits on, probably don't know what they are. The heads are kind of shaven. And when you get touched by something like that, and albeit my motives weren't that honorable, I was hungry, I was dirty, they were clean, they had food. Um, something changes. But when I think about the I Ching, and I think about its origins, right? And we, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, this idea of somebody being imprisoned and using the confinement to meditate these, what? These, not anagrams, these trigrams, right? So let's talk about the, my version, sacred geometry and the foundation of I Ching for people that may not know. 
Well, the origin story of the I Ching is steeped in mystery. It's so old, we don't really have uh, an accurate written history of how it was conjured up. But it's basically a binary system. It's about the different combinations of yin and yang. And so there's, you can symbolize that with lines, like an unbroken line is a yang line and a yin line is a broken line. What is yang and yin? You know, it's the duality of the universe. It's up and down, it's in and out, it's light and dark, it's masculine and feminine. It's all the different dualities. And so according to the Taoist conception of the universe, yin and yang are completely in balance. And I'm sure everybody's seen that circle with the inverted paisleys. And there's a little dot in each one of those paisleys. So the black one's got a white dot in the middle and the white one's got a black dot in the middle. That means that the yin and the yang elements are flowing. It's kind of a flowing symbol and they're and they're transmuting and they're trans and they're transmuting and they're flipping into the opposite state. And there is nothing that's completely yang and there's nothing that's completely yin. That's what the dots represent. And then the circle around the outside represents all that is. So this is a uh, the way that the Taoists looked at the universe. And I like it because it's a very nature-based thing. It's a very organic thing. It's all about energy. How does energy work? How does energy change? And change is the key word. They called it the book of changes. And it was a, quite a long time before they wrote it down. And then Confucius added commentaries in 600 AD or BC, added commentaries to uh, every one of the 64 uh, patterns. So if you take uh, a, a yin and a yang line and you figure out all the different permutations of taking a collection of six of those, you're going to get 64 different ways that can turn out. And then you add in this element called changing lines, which are lines that are indicating uh, elements that are in the process of changing from yin to yang or, or yang to yang. And then you get something like, you know, 4,500 different permutations. And these things are meant to reflect the qualities of energy that we live through in our lives, whether it has to do with politics or relationships or timing, all the questions that logic can't handle. That's what divination helps us with. That's what intuition helps us with. If logic can handle it, I say, go for it. Logic's a great tool. If you have a problem logic can handle, don't cast the I Ching about it, unless you just you know, want to get some, you know, greater insight into the situation. Uh, you don't need to, though. Logic's fine. But there's so many aspects of life that logic can't handle, like relationships, timing, negotiating strategies, all kinds of things that are pretty damn important. And that's where we need our intuition. And it's very difficult to access our intuition when we need it the most. Why? Because we're stressed out. Oh, yeah. Because we're under pressure. Yeah. You know, because things are crazy right now and I need to make a decision and I need to make it and I feel urgency about it, but I can't access my intuition because intuition is a very subtle signal. I write about this in intuitive intelligence. It's a subtle signal that doesn't take the form of strong feelings. That's why I came up with O'Brien's law. I don't know if you remember that part where I said, O'Brien's law states that the stronger the feeling the less trustworthy it is as a decision-making criteria. Now, this seems so 
counterintuitive to most people because people say, oh, if I, if I have a really strong feeling, I got to go with that. Trust your feelings. I'm saying, well, you know, feelings, there's a lot of different kinds of feelings. You know, you've got the the feelings from the heart, they come from the lower heart, which is infected by ego or the past patterns that we're afraid of, the things we're resisting or the things that we're clinging to. So intuition takes the, can take the form of a feeling, and it usually does, but it's just kind of a quiet feeling, and you can't even hear it with all the noise that's going on in our mind, not to mention all the stimulation that's coming at us from every quarter these days. And then, you know, especially when you're stressed out, Forget it. Yeah. The book Intuitive Intelligence is about how you access uh, intuition when you need it the most. Yeah. And, and, and one of the chapters is, is about the I Ching, which is a tool that I have found helps me uh, access the intuition. In fact, I would say that that's what divination is really all about. It's a way to stimulate your intuition, to think outside the box around the problems that logic can't handle. Yeah, you know, it's interesting we're talking about this. I want to take a short break, Benny, David, um, Paul. When we come back, I want to talk about the cards and how they might work. Fascinating, right? Um, I have a situation where I made a decision last night. Uh, Paul, you'll appreciate this. I made a decision last night, not from an intuitive perspective, but from an emotional perspective. And I went, and it's a seriously important decision. And I went to bed and I remember going to bed and saying, you know what? I need some guidance on this. I need to see, keep myself open for what the next indicated thing is for me to do. Went to bed, four o'clock this morning, popped up, sent a text message to Jessica saying, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it this way. And, and, and really implement this over the next two days. We're still going to do it, but we're going to do it from a different perspective. And what's fascinating is it has to do with our new technology and the completion of it. So I'm shuffling your deck and I'm getting ready for today. And Benny, we've got two decks to give away. And, and out of the deck is a card that didn't get part of the shuffle. It just happened to be sitting there. It was like sitting there, right? So I'm shuffling, but the card wasn't in it. When we come back, we're gonna talk about that, what the cards do, how to use them, and what the interpretation is. Let us get into this right now. And when we come back, I'll give away the first deck uh, because, and, and secondarily, they're just beautiful. Short break, Benny, we'll be right back. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. How to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. 
Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles share stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Your eternal purpose is calling out to you each and every day. Are you listening? Tune in to Dynamic Destiny Radio with Coach Pete Cafarcio every first and third Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be your authentic self and live the life that you were destined for. Learn practical tools to discover your purpose and conquer other fears that keep you stuck in a life of mediocrity. Learn more about Coach Pete by visiting PeteCoaching.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Message delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit AngelMessages2U.com. That's AngelMessages, the number two, the letter U, dot com. Break your snooze button habits for good with the Soul Stretching Sisters on the I Am Power Hour with me, Terry J. Walker. And me, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Pump up your spiritual muscle as we share stories. Aspire higher. And live a whole lot larger. To help you unleash your powered up. Pumped up. I am soul stretching success. Anything can happen when we take to the airways. And all things become possible during the I Am Power Hour. Everybody, welcome back. I'm so great to have Paul joining me here today. For those of you that have just tuned in, uh, and I'm sure David is showing you lots of great pictures. Um, we're talking uh, with Paul O'Brien, not just about the I Ching and these fabulous cards that have just come out, um, but also when you take a look at, and, and if you've just heard Paul's story of how do you go from being that thing to then 12 years, I didn't even ask you what year this was that was going on with you, but I went through the same thing. I went from being a top executive, really well-paid, three-car garage, four acres of land, the sports car, the truck, the deal, and then not. And it took, Paul, I didn't count this out, but it took, yes, it took 11 years for me to get through paying out money, paying for school, not getting another job, da-da-da-da-da, graduating school, and then the new mark in my life. I think you're right. I think it was 12 years. Now, 
people are going through this right now. Oh, They're going yeah. through this right now. Yeah. They are kind of like me and you, where they have a sense of things, but they can't make sense of things. Right. For us, we have to make decisions. So I was ch chatting during the break, and I want to demonstrate how the cards work and how the I Ching works. My experience with the I Ching is when the I Ching rings, you've got to heed the call. Now, that's just me. When the I Ching rings, you've you, you got to pay attention because my experience is it doesn't go away. I, I, I have this vision of it being like this hound dog that tracks you down until the end gets the message. And that's probably wrong. Um, but shuffle in the cards. You and I are talking. I'm talking about things being done, not being done, changes we have to make. Shuffle the cards. Thought I had all the cards. I didn't have all the cards. There was a card hanging out over here on the side, and it's this card. Let me just hold it up. Got that, David? And the card is card number 64, Paul. Right. Nearing completion. So I'm not going to say anymore because I would love to hear you explain, talk, and describe what just happened and the power of this. Well, it relates to the synchronicity principle which is a chapter in my book, Intuitive Intelligence, where I explain that for people, which is one of Carl Jung's signature esoteric discoveries. And I guess really a modern way of phrasing the synchronicity principle is there are no accidents. And Carl Jung defined synchronicity as a meaningful coincidence. And so what happened for you was a coincidence that it was just a coincidence. You were shuffling the cards and you had this intention of drawing a card that was uh, going to be meaningful for you. And lo and behold, the card had already been drawn. The card was laying there and that's an accident. You should, you could say it's an accident, but the, the modern expression is there are no accidents. Synchronicity says everything happens uh, according to uh, divine perfection. And that card is the one that you were supposed to notice. Uh, and and uh, so how do you account for that? We can say, oh, it's just a coincidence and throw it back in the deck and shuffle them up some more and see what you get. And who knows, maybe you get the same card. But so that card had a message for you. And that's the thing, all of the cards, the cards, they're only cards because there's an artist who, uh, who approached me with 64 paintings that she had done, which were inspired by the I Ching and the different elements in the I Ching. Like that card number 64, I don't remember what elements it, it, it has on it. Fire above, water below, it says. Yeah, fire above, water below. So there's yeah. eight, different, eight different elements that the Chinese identified to go with the three line trigrams a long time ago. And so then all everything in life is some mixture of those elements. And so she drew uh, paintings uh, for each of those 64 configurations. And then she went uh, looking for an I Ching author, and that's how she discovered me. And um, and I was just about to, I wanted to develop an I Ching app. And I already had 64 paintings that I had commissioned somebody to do. But quite frankly, they weren't that great. And they weren't consistent. And she showed me her paintings, 
and they were beautiful and they were consistent and they're impressionistic and they're based on the elements of the I Ching. They weren't just based on images that I had had thought up that I thought represented the, the hexagrams regardless of the elements, et cetera. So she had this beautiful set. And so then we made a deal and I licensed uh, those paintings from her. And then later on, we um, Beyond Words Publishing wanted to do a card deck version a year ago, or not that long ago, and um, a year ago. And uh, so we licensed the paintings from her for that. So that's where the visual images come. Usually there's, there's, there's been hardly any, there's many, many versions of the I Ching out there. Lots of books. Carl Jung wrote the introduction to the Princeton uh, press version. And that's what he's, uh, you know, he's, it's one of the great things that he did. It's a beautiful explanation of how the I Ching works. You've got synchronicity principle, which is there are no accidents, meaningful coincidences, and you have archetypes. So each one of these nearing completion is one of the 64 archetypes. It's about fire and water. And, the, and, and it's basically about how things are almost done. How things are, you know, but it, there is no ending. There's never an ending. It's like the cycle of life. 64th hexagram is the last one. And it begins the cycle all over again. So it's just sort of like a plateau or it's sort of like a renewal point. And then, I mean, that's like the perfect card for you to get based on what you were telling me about, you know, the, the changes that you have to make to your, to your uh, back end technology, et cetera. Um, those are big decisions and those are very expensive and very fraught with hazard and you've made them and getting that card helped you make a decision when you woke up this morning. Yeah, it did. And so it did its job. That's what the I Ching is. That's what divination is supposed to do is to stimulate your intuition or reinforce your intuition around difficult decisions that logic can't handle. Decisions that have to do with timing, um, et cetera. Now there's logic involved too. I'm sure you've thought the thing through from every- Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, oh but yeah. Ultimately you gotta pull the trigger and that's gotta have some uh, emotional um, uh, leverage behind it. And and uh, so that's that's why you got that card. It's just, you were supposed to get it. And so yeah. all 64 of those, of, of those hexagrams all 64 of those archetypes are inside of you. You could have gotten any one of them. What, yeah. what the universe is giving you the one that you needed to call up right now, the aspect of yourself or the wisdom within you that needed to be called up right now to help you in the current situation. And, and I love this. Can I, can I just share this? Because I want people to know how much detail you've put in the book. You know, sure. I, there, there's the cards, beautiful. You get the cards, but when you go read right? The card was like a little pop, a little opening. It was like, right. boom, okay. something's going to, right? But then you read it. Um, may I read it from Absolutely. the book? Okay. So it starts, it says, the situation represented by reading can be compared to taking lengthy trek over a mountain, high mountain. At some point before reaching the peak, you can see in detail exactly how much farther you have traveled. I have to tell you, yesterday, I'm talking to the team, and out of my mouth comes, I have not spent 16 years building a network that uplifts people to stop now. I mean, literally said that. Um, and then it goes on to say, you will have a good idea of what it will take to reach the top because climbing experience you've accumulated thus far. The awakening that I got had to do with the staff 
that's required in order to bring this to life, right? Mm-hmm. It requires the the type of we want to be with you to grow. We're going to go through extra lengths. Uh, and and for those folks and the people that help us, you've got to reward them greatly for that. But not everybody wants to do that, Paul. Right. Um, and And so it goes on to say, you will have reached the top, achieved your initial goal, but you still must descend the other side. Really? That? That? The last critical segment is what remains before it comes. Really? You couldn't stop there, Paul. You couldn't stop at the top. Then it goes on to say this. Consider, too, the possibility that you have little information and no experience of what it's like descending the other side of the mountain because all your attention has been focused on the path going up. The coming situation may seem very strange to you, unlike anything that you've experienced before. This is really true. I agree. But the other side of the mountain is where the true mysteries reside. Proceed carefully, cautiously, and alertly, and you will arrive honorably at the completion of your goal. That's so beautiful. And I tried That's a to, lot. I tried to write it. You know, the, I, I wanted to come up with a version of the text, which I'm the author of, um, that was non-patriarchal, that was non-arcane, that was non-sexist, that was non-militaristic, and that spoke to our need to make the uh, decisions that are good for us, that bring us into sync with the times, because it's all about managing change. It's all about making the right moves at the right time. That's the secret of success and happiness in life, is being in sync with your situation, with reality. Reality is your friend, and the I Ching gives you a sense of the broader reality beyond the petty concerns of your uh, of your paranoid ego or your greedy ego or whatever you know it's all about the wisdom of the heart intuitive intelligence is about the wisdom of the heart not just the mind and so that's what the I Ching helps us get in touch with now I want to make sure Benny we're given two sets of the cards away uh, and if people want us to pull a card just just let them tell you and we'll do it. 1-800-930-2819. We'd like to give two sets of cards away. They're beautiful. Um, The other part of this, Paul, I want to talk with you about, and certainly you cover this in the book, right? That we, we keep referencing the book and, and there's an interview I did with Paul on this, but there's another aspect of this. And I want to tap into it because it's really the energy of the collective right now. It's yes, this card addresses what was on my mind today. But there's another thing on my mind. Um, We're a company that it's almost as if COVID-19 is not the, it is not going to get in the way of our expansion and growth. But when you have that, we're human beings. So the energy comes in about is, do I do this? Am I willing to make that investment, add staff. And and the logic of that is, Pat, you can't grow unless you do. But you see those emotional hits that come in? Um, Can the cards work 
to help us guide through that to that intuitive action. Yeah, well, that's 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 what they're for. You know, it's like there's there's a, a few questions that we have to be clear about before we make any big decisions. First of all, who am I? And what do I care about? And what is my vision? You know, and, and is my vision in alignment with my skills and with uh, um, my temperament? So that's the first question. And so then on the basis of that, you do, you have a vision, which is answering the what question. The what question is, what do I what do I want? What do I, what am I envisioning? And then, and that's, that's beautiful to get to that. And most people can get to that, but then you have the when question and the when question is almost entirely intuitive. And that's the timing question. And when should I pull the trigger? When, you know, we, we, we tend to be in a hurry. We're always in a hurry. And particularly when there's a lot of anxiety, like there is right now, this COVID thing is making, life harder for everybody it's but on the other hand it's offering us an excuse to take a retreat it's offering us a, a, an excuse to slow down and get more clarity about our vision and about who we are from a spiritual point of view so that i think that's a positive uh, potential positive aspect of it but we have to it doesn't mean that we have to we don't have to be in, in a hurry we have to decide when is the best time to execute uh, the decision? So what is the, the, the what question is, what is the best next move for me to take? But that doesn't mean to take right away necessarily, because the when question is, and when should I execute that decision? Yeah. That, that's where intuition comes in and where there's no formula for doing that right because if there was, everybody would, every psychic would be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> but um, all we can do is try to get help where it's available. And that's where the I Ching can help us um, get out of our own head. And, and then we can meditate on the answer that we get. And like you've got near, nearing completion. But you know, there's a second card. And in the, in the booklet, it explains how to do this. You can draw another card. Uh, relative to the same, usually people draw two cards. One of them is the present, which would, in your case was nearing completion. And then if you had another card, that would be an indication of which way the wind is blowing if you were to get in sync and to uh, abide by the wisdom that the I Ching's offering you. Uh, actually, three cards popped up. Uh -huh. And so the second card, it was really daunting for me. It was so aligned. So David, I think, is doing this show. We decided not to celebrate our 10th year anniversary in 2020. We made that decision in 2019, by the way. Uh -huh. So we, it wasn't like 2020. We didn't do that. We said, my number is 11. It's my number. It's my birth number. Mm -hmm. It's my softball jersey number. It is, I don't know. It's just the number since I was a young kid. It's always been 11, right? Even like a little kid, I used to doodle 11. And so David and I, and David has a birthday. I'm not going to share it if David wants to share it, but he's our newest producer. And we were talking about this. And I said, I just want to do the 11 thing. I want to just, as we're launching things, 11 years feels right. 2021. 
So what do you think the other card is that popped up to help me understand how to increase the sales team, what to do, what to offer, when to... Uh, so I had this going on when I did the nearing completion. The 11 card. See, you can't make this stuff up, Paul. <laughs> what is it's the, the harmony card? Harmony, wow. That's it's true. earth above, sky below, mm -hmm. right? It's the harmony, uh, harmony card. So out of the two cards, I have fire, water, earth, and sky. Two yeah. cards. But when I start to read this, the harmony card, I, it didn't mean what I thought it was going to mean. But it goes on and it talks about the gravity of the matter merges with the upward radiation of light to create a condition of deep harmony. Boy, doesn't it feel like that for me. Um, and then it goes on to say the juxtaposition denotes a time of peace and blessings for all living things. In the affairs of humanity, tranquility comes when the good, strong, and powerful show favor to the lowly and those of more modest means, as well as disposed towards those who are currently blessed. I mean, it goes on and to talk about this, right? This is to end feuds. It is to get an uh, energy in high gear, right? And really, this is not what I thought the card would mean. Ultimately, is about peace, right? It is about harmony. See, I don't believe in balance. Anytime anybody has asked me about balance, I said that balance is not my life. Harmony is. If I can harmonize the things in my life, then if I eat lunch at three o'clock because I'm working, that's harmony, right? And so it says a deep chaos abides in nature. That's what I woke up with this morning, but I got a solution. And so by planting the right crop, in the right place, in the right season, the mindfulness of the farmer brings harmony to the natural world of plants. Doesn't that talk to the postponement of what we're doing and how, I mean, this took an intuitive plan. Not, nobody celebrates a 10 year anniversary in the 11th year in media, but isn't that how the cards work? Yeah, I mean, there you go. Another coincidence, huh? 11. I love it. Yeah. Um, I, I know we've got a few minutes left, and I would like to hear from you. So much has gone into this deck. I mean, everything from the beauty of the illustrations to the thoughtfulness of your message and the use. What's your greatest vision for the way people use the cards? I am so dedicated to helping people make better decisions in their own personal lives, as well as their professional lives, using any tools available that are going to empower their intuitive intelligence. I have found so much benefit from the use of the I Ching in my entire adult life, throughout my entire adult life, that I, I just passionately want to support people in learning how to get benefit out of divination rather than being uh, misled about what it is all about. Because, you know, tarot cards and runes and the I Ching have been appropriated by psychics and fortune tellers. And really, that's okay, but that sort of like misrepresents things and they get misclassified because it's really about you and your intuition and getting in touch with your heart. 
And that's what I, uh, that's my vision is that more and more people will wake up to the idea that their answers are not to be found in their beliefs, in their current beliefs. Basically what you currently believe is about the past. Everything we believe we learn is based on what conclusions we came to in the past. And I think beliefs need to be upgraded. I think beliefs need to change. So I want people, I want to help people befriend change. One of my visionary beliefs is that change is our friend. It's not a threat. It's not an enemy. We need to change. You know, like this up election is a great example of uh, that uh, crisis where a lot of people say um, they're afraid that our way of life is under threat, that we're going to have to change. Yeah. Hey, guess what? You are going to have to change. Yeah. Everything's going to have to change. So getting in sync with change, that's the path to harmony in terms of one's inner life. And that's what I, in my own small way, want to help uh, support. You know, I, I think this is right now, we are pulling out all the stops to connect with the next indicated thing to do. And we're in a time now where unless you are an unusual person or a triple Virgo, right? Um, you're questioning, questioning, questioning. But questioning without opening to possibility is a rabbit hole that many of us have gone down, especially those of us that have lost everything at least once in life. But we are now in possibility. And the sense I get from what you've created, both at Divination.com and the cards and the book, is to remind us incessantly that we live in a world of infinite possibilities. It's all available. And sometimes our intuition doesn't lay out a roadmap. It doesn't lay out a roadmap that would depict that our programmer sends a message today and says, I have made TTR plugin widgets to fully work with Avada function. Please go ahead. You can do this now. That's not the roadmap. Right. Because we're asking him, when will you be done? So we don't expect to get that, that it's done. But then there's nearing completion. So I want to ask you this. How powerful, and I've asked you this before, how powerful are we in carving a life that not only helps ourselves, Paul, but clearly like the harmony card, helps others? How powerful are we when we hone in on the power of eaching and the power of intuition? It's a beautiful question, and it reminds me of a great living teacher named Michael Singer, who wrote mm. The Surrender Experiment, yeah. Untethered Soul. Oh, my gosh. And that's, you know, the power we, we have, you know, power is a kind of a funny word because we think of it in terms of like power over something or the ability to change things through our will. And his story and kind of my story, too, is this is sort of learn to follow your heart and to follow your intuition. And I think that we have an incredible opportunity always in our lives to become 
more open and more loving and more heart-centered and more surrendering to our good rather than being stuck and blocked in our heart center or in our mind. Um, so we're always learning, you know, it's like, I hope I never, I'm never gonna stop learning. I am just passionately committed to learning. And that's where ultimately where the power of, of, of peace comes from is learning who you are, what you're good at, and what you love to do, and then just doing it as best that you can. And so, you know, I, I just wanna encourage everybody to keep the faith. These are hard times. This is incredibly hard times. You know, we have so much anxiety. You know, we've got climate change. We've got social unrest. You know, we've got the pandemic. We've got the election. We've got a president who's saying he might not leave office even if he loses. <laughs> this is incredible stuff that's hanging over us. And it makes it very difficult um, to uh, have peace of mind. And so we need to get more self, you know, we need to, to govern our consciousness a little bit better, more meditation, more use of ancient spiritual tools that can be helpful to us, like the I Ching. We just got to do the best we can and keep the faith that life is good. Life is inherently good and not give up on that proposition and, you know, just carry on. Yeah. And you're right. Um, I, I didn't mean to chuckle when you talked about the president uh, not leaving office. Um, I didn't mean to chuckle. I just had this incredible, strange vision of Alice in Wonderland, and I have no idea what the relationship between those two things are. <laughs> I don't know. I just, just like popped in my mind right there. Um, but I want to say this about that. We have been through worse we have been through worse as, as a people and as a humanity in the United States of America, we have been through worse. And by the way, we have done worse. We locked up Asian people after Pearl Harbor. We just look at the indigenous people still suffering. We've been down the road. And this harmony card is for 2021. Yeah. But for me and for you, I live in the world of infinite possibilities. Yeah, I'm reminded of the old expression, nothing is ever as bad as it seems. No kidding, right? You know, no and I, and nothing is ever as good as it seems either. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I think that's like like the, har the, uh, the other card where you come down the mountain. Right, right, right. That right. one. So let me tell you my version of down the mountain. And this is what I'd like to end with. So imagine me coming down the mountain on a really cool dirt bike motorcycle, just geared up in leather, helmet, orange helmet on, <laughs> taking the roads and beelining it and having the ride of my life. There you go. I don't think that's in the cards. I love it. You know, you embody the most common phrase in the I Ching, Pat, and I want to hand it to you. And that phrase is, perseverance furthers and you are a wonderful role model for the rest of us and how you're persevering through this you're it's harder everything's harder and you're you know you're not letting it throw you off and you're not giving up I'm, i love it and that's what you know that's what i wish for everybody is just hang in there 
be resilient. You are resilient. Get in touch with your resilience. The I Ching can help you do that because it can help you accept things, even things that you don't understand. It can help you accept changes that are bigger than you have the power to uh, affect to any great extent. That's really important, acceptance. But thank you for reminding me that waking up in the middle of the night and hearing, seeing, whatever that was, heed the call. <laughs>